Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. All right. Welcome to today's episode of Your Daily Scrum. I'm professional scrum trainer, Ryan Ripley. That is professional scrum trainer, Todd Miller. We get together each and every day to help you get a little bit better at scrum each and every day. Be sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Check out the description for more info about Todd and I, our book, our free Scrum 101 online course. Mm -hmm. You're to get your PSM1 or some kind of certification, and you're super busy and you want to get through the, the courses quickly. Hey, binge watch that playlist. It's for free. It's in the show notes. Scrum 101, uh, level yourself up. All right, Todd, how are we doing today? Doing pretty good, Ryan. I almost forgot about our community. Community.agilefreemans.com. All right, that's enough of that stuff. Today's question, Mr. Miller, when do you remove someone from a scrum team? Hmm. What do you think? What um what vantage point do you think we should discuss this from as a developer on the team, a scrum master on the team, a product owner on the team? All Let's the go from developer and see what happens. If I'm a if we're both developers on a team and there's a third person that, you know. We maybe it's time for that third person to move on. What mm -hmm. has that looked like uh, in the past for you? I think I've actually been this person before. Ryan. The person that got removed, or the one that needed to do the uh, removing. I think I was I I um both, uh, and I I think I was uh, I think I was somebody that uh, that maybe was just kind of hanging in a little bit, trying to contribute where I could, and it just didn't seem like I was a key contributor anymore to the team. You know, I've been in that spot. Doesn't that just feel really awkward? It's almost like you're it's almost like you're you don't get the inside jokes anymore. You're kind of disconnected. And it feels like like when you're talking, everything's just a disruption. Mm -hmm. You ever get that? Yeah, you kind of like feel like a outside looking in. And that's what I'm thinking a situation before where I was a coder on a project and I don't I was moving into something else. I was moving into another another uh, project product development effort and was just still kind of hanging in there a little bit and yeah. hanging I, around yeah. hanging yeah. around mm -hmm. kid has alligator blood <laughs> you know that movie leave it in the comments 
So I think, you know, I think from a, from a developer perspective, I, I think that um, maybe, uh, maybe you need to have that conversation as much as it is, it hurts. I mean, I, I think I just came to that conclusion on my own. And after I did it, people were like, yeah, I can see that. And they were, that was nice. And it, it was, uh, it, I mean, I had been a contributor there for a long time. It just wasn't, you know, meant to be anymore. So I think it's super powerful when a team can kind of grab a person, pull them aside and say, Hey, look, you're not one of us right now, right? You're distracted. You're disconnected. You're not here. What do we need to do to get you back in? Or how do we send you on your way in the most peaceful, respectful way possible? Mm -hmm. I mean, that kind of openness, that kind of courage, you know, that kind of respect, I think that's huge. Um, Those scrum values are certainly going to come into play uh, when you're working through this, but you know, when their presence is more of a, a net negative than a net positive, it's probably time to start having that conversation, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I think this can happen for a multitude of reasons inside organizations, right? Um, maybe the growth of a team, maybe the change in direction of your product and what you're building uh, could be that you temporarily needed some help in a specific space and no longer need that help. I'm just trying to kind of set the, the stage for for how maybe, it might happen. Maybe you've restructured the, the way you work mm-hmm. and it's just the way that you participate in the past doesn't work in the future. Mm-hmm. All that stuff, team working agreements shift and change on you. And suddenly it's, I can no longer be helpful. Um, that's happened to me before too, where it's just been, been time to, to exit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when does, when does some, when does a developer take this day? I, I hope that developers are working with each other so regularly and so frequently that that this is more of like a conversation like what I mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, hey, this isn't, we're out of balance here. We either need to get in balance or figure out a new setup. Now from a Scrum Master perspective, Todd, I'm sure we've mm-hmm. seen this. I know we've seen this before. We talk about it in our classes quite a bit. <clears throat> when is it time for a Scrum Master to step in and say, nope, we're, we're not doing this anymore. Um, something needs to change. I think when it becomes an utter distraction, I think that, um, at, at least from my opinion, I think that you kind of let the team try to resolve it on their own until you start seeing it spiral out of control. And then you have to step in before that happens. Not like after it spirals out of control, but I think you need to step in before that really kind of takes shape and goes off into a, um, a um, you know, you start climbing the pyramid of, of conflict until yeah. it just becomes an unresolvable thing. So I think that probably, probably um, sooner rather than later, but I also think that you have to afford the opportunity and maybe coach some developers on doing it uh, on their own as well. Right. We got, there is a money thing going on here with the product and right? they're spending money. So, well, I mean, and of course, like you're partnering with partnering with management, you're partnering with HR scrum master doesn't have the unilateral decision-making ability that we're talking about. But but after you exhaust all of the coaching, you exhaust all of the facilitation, you exhaust HR and management paths, eventually it's time to to kind of tear off the Band-Aid and get the person out of there. And it, of course, it's the last lever you pull. And some people are going to be yelling at us in the comments, a Scrum Master doesn't have that right. Yeah, they do. They can uphold Scrum and they have the right to, to uh, protect a team. Yeah. So argue with us all you want. A scrum master working through a, a a long series of progressions of coaching, facilitation, training, partnering with management, partnering with leadership, partnering with HR. They can, in fact, do this. And, you know, when that person has just become more of a net negative than a net positive, mm-hmm. it's, it's incumbent on them, especially if the development 
uh, is is uh, inhibited, or if the developers themselves are simply not able or mature enough yet to have that conversation that we talked about in the first part of this this episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think this goes to be said that like, if there's like conflict and and that kind of stuff is happening sooner rather than later, like you need to step in and say something. So I, I think there's just so many reasons why this could happen um, yep. that, uh, that I think we're talking in broad terms, but I think that we can also narrow those terms too, depending on a context, right? I'll tell you what, this situation is where some of the biggest regrets I I can think of in my scrum master career have come from. I didn't step in soon enough. I didn't um, bring this issue to light cleanly enough. And, and it led to some really bad things. It's mm-hmm. led to people getting fired. It's led to people getting injured. Um, it just, this is probably a big source of regret that I have if if I were to to think in those terms uh, throughout my, my scrum master career. Yeah. I think I have had one of the two of those times too. Yeah. What would you all think? Yeah. So I think we've, we've hit this one enough. What in is it time to pull the plug? Hey, maybe we'll even talk about this in the community, Todd. Yeah. We'll pop this up as a video and have that discussion. Could be a situation. Could be. All right, everybody. Let us know your thoughts in the comments again, like, and subscribe. You don't want to miss any videos. You want to check out the scrum one one playlist. It's linked in the video description. Learn Scrum, get your certs, go conquer the world. Check out our socials, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. We're pretty active out there as well. Uh, The description has our book, classes, all sorts of fun stuff. Some videos are going to pop up. The algorithm thinks you'll like them. We do too. Uh, For Todd Miller, I'm Ryan Ripley. Go forward, do some great Scrum things. Don't be afraid to work with people when relationships are strained, when people are being a net negative uh, when when you know that uh, conflict is ratcheting up, get in there, de-escalate, help people sort, sort out what's going on. Um, otherwise, you might end up with some regrets, some regrets that uh, that take a while to go away. But in any case, let us know your stories. We'd love to hear them, too. And uh, we'll be back with some more stories of our own tomorrow. We'll see you then. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and Scrum on.